brother. Now I can. Holy crap. Something worked. We can start fucking recording. Okay. Oh, something recording. Yeah, here we go. Now we're now we're in fucking business. Now we're cooking with JP8. Yeah. Okay. What did you fucking do? Push the right fucking button? Like I had to fucking dig through for fucking four days? I don't know, bro. Like you sent me those links and I kept clicking them and it said your microphone isn't supported. And I'm like, I didn't do nothing. And it was telling me to go into settings and I never did. I created an account even and I tried to figure maybe I could add you that way. It said, no, you sent me that like fourth or fifth link. I hit that and it said, hey, how you doing? Join the fun. Oh, gee. yeah, this is really fucking user friendly shit, man. Uh, we're getting off to a rough fucking start for our second fucking show. Well, they expect you to user-friendly. Don't forget they're teaching kids how to do codes. Okay, remember when we were in school, that was just like basic programming, like 10 backslash, semicolon, all of that with, you know, RAM this, and then, you know, 20, 30, you did, that was code. Now it's totally different. Well, they have actually simplified the shit out of code. Don't get me into that. I went to freaking college for that crap. Um, that's been so simplified. Um, your actual, you know, real basic code, which was C plus back in the freaking day. Oh, even before uh, that. Yeah, yeah. No, it it's so aggregated now. It's it's stupid. Don't get me. So I had to learn like four different freaking languages to get my freaking degree and they were all stupid. Um, it just, well, there's, it, there's so many um, macro steps that the stuff we used to have to do to get it to do one thing is now just a one click deal. Almost, almost. Uh, I'll give you that. But yeah, no, like I, the, the whole reason, and I, I don't know if you saw the link, uh, on my page, um, we're going to, I'll have to come up with better, a better cover photo for this podcast. Uh, cause it's just me and a freaking hat. Um, well, the, next time, the next time we video chat, um, grab a picture of it and then use that as both of us. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's gotta be something along or I can draw a fucking picture and throw it in there some oh, stupid shit. Cool. I don't That's fucking know. Kind of a caricature. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I'm just. Uh, fucking hell. No, the, I was obviously missing a few steps in this. Uh, the publishing process, apparently. Okay. Um, and it's not like they're very forthcoming about it. I just started dicking around with it. My buddy was kind of helping me around with it, but he wasn't really giving me a walkthrough, but he can publish this crap, you know, no problem. Now the problem is, is I could publish this to a group, but not a freaking page on Facebook. So, and I try to share it from my page to the beard brothers page. And that isn't working. So, can you change the Big Brothers thing to a group instead of a page? I know there's a slight difference with Facebook's terminology. 
Yeah, and I don't understand why they're different entities, but yeah, it's looking like that's what's going to have to happen, yeah, I, I think. I, I don't know what the difference between a page and a group is, you know. Uh, and, uh, terminology, I have no idea. Um, you know, face was not that bad compared to this shit. Well, the, the problem is, and that's the the whole straight well we were you know bitching about it last time is the fact that we could like if you went live I could request a freaking join and then it was split screen and that seemed to work just fine and that isn't an option anymore yeah for some reason you know, Facebook oh, changed that oh they changed a lot more than that crap like, and that was that that huge, like my freaking kind of rage quit on life post where face with, with um, Judy and Lunchbox's show, um, even the way you see people's comments on that stuff has changed. And they got a whole like battalion of people helping them on VRS to get that show out and, you know, a whole network kind of thing. And so, you know, if they're having problems, man, come on. You know, we're going to have some yeah, Well, I just, just, I don't know. I wish I would have found these stupid little buttons to actually be able to publish crap um, before, you know, I downloaded a half dozen different apps and had to delete them because they were beyond freaking worthless. Well, and, uh, yeah, and like we were talking with, you know, Facebook, the uck is silent. Um, mm -hmm. making changes when you used to go live like me and you did you could invite somebody now you can't yeah. do that well and then no. apparently if, if you make Facebook mad they will ban you from going live and they won't tell you for what reason or for how long well the only reason we even know that is because it happened to you on both of my accounts the other one is still banned until April 1st or second. Yeah, because you said a bad word or something. I or don't know. Smoked but a bong or had music playing in the background. It was probably the music, to tell you the truth. Um, Remember about two years ago, they uh, gave me a 30-day in the hole for posting a Led Zeppelin song, Houses of the Holy, from YouTube. You know, linked it that way. And the cover of that album is all those little kids crawling up the rocks. And they said that was um, sexual and it was pedophile and you're banned. I'm like, the song and the album's been out for fucking over 40 years. You know? Well, no, no, no. It was, it, well, speaking of that crap, it was, um, who was it? Was it Goldman or somebody else that shared a news story? And I, I'm almost certain it was Goldman. Sure, shared a news story out of Florida about something or another. Um, and he got banned because he shared a news story from Facebook. The news story wasn't banned, but, but well, he got banned for sharing it. Well, and that's what's funny when Facebook will give you a blocker or ban or whatever. It's like, where the hell do you think I got this from? It was from Facebook. Now I'm banned because of that, because you shared something. <laughs> yeah, they're, man, I don't know what little twits they have, man, in their little banning desk, but 
Uh, yeah. They basically need to all be fired. Uh, I... It, it literally doesn't make sense. It, well, nothing yeah, about it makes sense. It's There's no... You ask them about it and you don't get no reply. You're like, you contest it and they're like, nah, fuck you. We no, nope, nope, nope. Well, we're standing by our decision. We're not even going to review this. It stands Look, by. And the amount of the other crap that they let get on there. And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I guess it all depends on who's publishing it for the most part. Maybe if you, you know, if you send Facebook $1,000 every couple of months, then they'll let you post whatever the hell you want. But, oh, I'm sure they would. Yeah. Um, uh, for the general user, uh, well, it's the same thing. Like YouTube is freaking out. A lot of the guys that I follow on YouTube are freaking out. Like going, you know, the, the YouTube is getting preference to, you know, the like if uh, I don't know, one of the late night comedy shows releases a clip those get featured you know uh movie clips anything that comes from you know a movie or something like that obviously gets attention and it's the little guys that you know they're not getting featured anymore no matter how good their content is or how insightful it is or you know how backed up their information is you know, they, they're kind of getting screwed yeah. in, in what? Nope, nope, you can't do that. Nope, sorry. You're factual. It's all correct, but we're still not going to publish that. Well, the one dude I follow, like Joe Rogan, get away with a lot of shit. Um, there's Joe another guy that's been on the Joe Rogan show. The, he watches everything he says and all this other crap and apparently references to... Islamic Jihad, 9-11, um, uh, I forget what the other trigger words are, um, will get your ass immediately freaking banned or, yeah, or have your video pulled. You can't use Sandrat, you can't use Q-tip head, you can't use, you know, goat fucker. That's another one that'll get you nailed quicker and shit. Well, those are... I didn't understand the first couple of terms, but, uh, uh, muzzies, sand rats, Q-tip head. No, no. Well, you can quit that now. Otherwise this probably, this thing won't freaking probably stay up for more than freaking 30 seconds. My bad. Um, yeah. Well, oh, um, one of the guys I follow kind of on YouTube is, um, Iraq vet 8888. I heard he got- it. I don't know who it is. Oh, he's a guns um, firearms dealer down like in Kentucky or some stuff. And he started out just he probably about- just got his freaking band again. Thanks. My bad. Dang. But um, he's, he started out uh, just posting about, you know, like they were doing um, um, uh, product reviews of different weapons. And then he started going um, a little bit out there because of all the anti second amendment stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm. And they started banning him. They were like, nope, you can't do that. And it was like, really? Well, they, you know the, the Russian dude that likes to shoot guns? Um, no, Russian FPS off, uh, almost got one of his uh, assistant producers or something killed when they blew up too much Tannerite one time. 
Well, no, he had his and uh, you know, hate to kind of spoil the story. Um, the dude apparently he may have Russian ancestry, but he's not Russian, and he's shooting like he's in in the states. Yeah, they were shooting that show in Kentucky, I think. Yeah. Um, turns out he really isn't Russian and they raided the fucking dog shit out of him because of some weapon he was shooting and he's got all the licensing and I don't know what the guy does in the background, seriously, because, um, you can't shoot an automatic weapon unless you personally have like that class one or class A firearm license and bullshit. Right. Um, so he personally has to have that, you know, not just to own, but to even touch or fire an automatic firearm. Um, and, unless you go out to a place like Dragon Man's out there in Colorado. Well, that dude has, like, no, 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 no. That's, that's a complete, like, that motherfucker has all... The, the certification and there, there's what, that um, me or you can go out there and rent a fully auto weapon there's, we there's a place in like Tennessee or Kentucky or some shit that does some stuff with, like that too that's where I think that um, Russia FPS guy was with they were going to do a video game about him uh, similar to Hitman kind of right and um, because of all the crap that happened with him on the internet and the guy almost dying um, he's pretty much done now yeah, and I thought he was, I mean, other than, like, um, uh, from what I understand, the accent was fake. He's not really Russian. Um, well, and, all this other and, shit. Have you ever, you, you know, you could tell by watching some of his episodes that he was not a real Russian. You could tell by the background of the scenery that was not in Russia. Oh, yeah. no, no, I knew that wasn't in fucking Russia. Um, I mean, that's Garen fucking T. Uh, but, but like, um, the one time he blew up Tannerite, like a car door went flying by him at like 90 miles an hour and almost hit him by six foot. And you heard him go, Holy shit. You can yeah. tell it was American accent. There was, yeah. it was fake Russian, you know? <laughs> I mean, hey, he pulled it off convincingly, you know, most of the time. And hey, listen, I don't give a rat's ass one way or the other. What, what oh, I do I care about is it was entertaining. I mean, how many times have you seen somebody fire a quad modus into a lake? That was one of my favorite episodes he did. Well, he had access to fucking shit. He probably shouldn't have been able to freaking be within a mile of. And what I was telling you know, before, like, I still haven't really done a real YouTube video. But what I was telling other people is if I threw on a fake accent, you know, to deliver sermons, that would get 10 times the amount of views that it would with me just talking. Oh, yeah. You know? And especially if you threw like the fucking, you know, Haji headdress to Schmega on, you would not look American as much. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I could spend six hours in a freaking tanning bed and not look like we, I just had this conversation yesterday. Um, I think it was, 
uh, oh, I don't remember who was busting my ass about it. Well, um, I seen posted up about like how every one of your ID pictures is different. Yeah, no, yeah, and I got freaking squirreled up in freaking immigration for a couple hours. Yeah, whatever that, whoever that one was involved with. Yeah, I was, I was, you know, a little too tan, and I had a beard, and yeah. In my passport photo, I had blonde hair. Um, my freaking Dutch ID, I had hair and a beard. No, I didn't have hair and a beard. My driver's license, I had hair and a goatee. Um, yeah, they they just freaked them out, and the next thing I know, I'm I'm, you know sitting in interrogation for a couple hours and the dude was like well you're not in a real good spot right now and i'm like all right dickhead like and this is literally what got me out of it is i went i'm gonna show you something like i don't have an american flag tattooed on me but i had to pull i pulled up my shirt and showed him the freaking cross that covers my entire back right and I was like, yeah, I'm a Muslim freaking terrorist with a oh. freaking two foot Celtic cross tattooed on his back. I had a Korean psychiatrist up at the VA when I first transferred up to this uh, Des Moines VA. Um, two things. One, in the middle of winter, she asked me how my garden was doing. I'm like, there's two foot of snow on the ground. There is no garden. Lately. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of frozen right now. Then the other question she asked me about my beard and my long hair, she asked me if I was like, basically, if I was going native, going haji. And I'm like, yeah, I'm praying on a rug and fucking pointing east or west, whatever they do, you know. Uh, east. But yeah, like, I'm Even going if native. you're like, apparently two miles, like, um, uh, east of Mecca. You're still praying around the rest of the world to get back to for your prayers to reach Mecca. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what that's all about, but whatever. But yeah, so she asked me like if I was you know going Muslim, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just because I got a beard and long hair, you know, it's like, really? Well, your first question. Muscles don't tend to have long hair. Exactly. Um, uh, don't people have so many. Well, her first question about like how my garden was doing, I'm like, look out your window, lady. There's two foot of snow. We're in the middle of Iowa. Yeah, it's a little frozen. Icicles are coming up great. You know, and this was that was the year we had an unreal um, winter, and we got like a bunch of snow, dude. And I'm like, look, lady, I'm barely capable of seeing my sidewalk. You think I'm gonna actually be out in a garden? Man, don't get me freaking started. Like, there's well, just the 
Well, and well, this person is supposed to be fairly educated if she's a psychologist or, you know, well, whatever. I found, well, sadly, I found out that her husband was the head of the um, mental health unit at the VA here, oh, which is good. probably how she got the job. And then come to find out later that both of them had um, been allowed allowed to resign to go into the civilian workforce. Uh-huh. It was like, we could fire you, but if we let you resign, we won't do anything. And basically that's what they well, did. Which... How a lot of crap works, man. Oh, I know, speaking of that, we're... you saw the freaking the Vinmans and, um, uh, was it Holman? Solomon from the Solomon, EU. yeah, got freaking shit can from freaking White House. Uh, well, you know, you know what's funny? It's up to the president's discretion who he has worked for him. Yeah, two people are freaking rat on him. From I heard from a friend. I heard from a friend. I heard from a friend. You well, know, Q Oreo Speedwagon. I've, I've seen a lot of people that said when Vidman worked was in the military when he was oh. in Europe. He was um, almost got offered a job by the Ukrainians. When he was at Ranger School, he was like on the Fat Boy program. He was a fucking. Well, he had to go through Ranger School school three times and barely got fucked through. So pretty much got wavered the fuck through. We've all known people like that in the military, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no, no. I, the only thing I've heard of people that that have served with him, you know, you know, being in so many different vet groups and stuff like that, you run into somebody that knows somebody. Um, apparently, the dude was a complete piece of shit. And yeah, he just got you know okay. Well, well, his purple heart. He went back to duty the same day. Yeah, he probably got a paper cutter or a bump on his head when they had incoming. Uh, I don't know, but apparently that Purple Heart is about as fake as his testimony. So take that for what you fucking will. Well, and, and, and here's the old division between officers and enlisted, right? If an officer is in a place where incoming in, Purple Heart. If uh, enlisted is in a place where incoming's coming in, you got to get fucked up. Well, they, they, well, they, and okay, the, exactly on that subject, that uh, Iranian missile attack uh, on the uh, base in Iraq, uh, they said there was no injuries. And then, you know, like three days later, they're saying like 60 some odd people um, went in for uh, TBIs. And they're like, I thought there was no injuries. And I'm like, concussions, well, as far as that goes, number one, if if that's a if that's a TBI uh report anymore, then some bitch sign me up because I was around a lot of explosions. Um oh. I don't know you how know, many times I hit my head on tanks, you know, driving an 88 or the 113 and smack, there's a fucking concussion. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, yeah, you know, well, what are you going to do? You freaking suck it up and you press on. What are you going to do? Like, stop, you know, the freaking APC and go, I need to go to the clinic. I hit it in my head. Like, nobody gives a shit. 
suck the fuck up. Keep driving, dickhead. Exactly. You know, uh, fucking hell. It's just, it's one of those, I don't know, one of those weird fucking things. It, oh, well, no. I kind of wish when I was in the military, I would have been one of those freaking guys that were like, I just cut my finger off. I need to go to the clinic. Okay, well, number one, it's 11.30 at night. The clinic isn't open. Um, you could either finish your shift and wait until freaking 8 a.m. until they open up, or you can suck it up and deal with it. Hmm, what are my options? Well, Suck it like, up and deal with it. Exactly, and now, you know, speaking of that, now you have that cab, the combat action uh, button or ribbon, whatever they call it. Combat action badge. Yeah, that's yeah. the one with the little yeah. knife thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all you got to do is be within like a square mile of a freaking mortar hitting and ooh, you got a cab. Boom. You well, know, if you're like, in a good ooh. unit or in a, a unit that's going to freaking give you that crap. Shit, I'd have been qualified by today's standards. I'd have been qualified for a cab, a combat patch. Fucking, um, I know I'd been qualified for more ribbons by today's standards, but I wasn't in it for that. And now it's just like, oh, you've got this. I was in the same place. I should get recognized too. Oh, you can do, you can check with your VSO because I've been informed that I'm eligible for more decorations. And I'm like, uh, so. Exactly. I'm the same way. It's like, I got the ones I got. I'm, you know, I've got, yeah, a, like I, I need to get a new flat rack after that. And mm, no, that's, that's okay. I'm good. I'm cool. How many people do you know that got a national guard ribbon with an M for mobilization in it? Uh, I do. I don't know. Well, you do know one. I've got that. I've got a okay. little M in one of my ribbons. Man, the only like they screwed up my freaking crap to begin with because I should have a star on my freaking uh, marksmanship award. I should have another oak leaf cluster on. Uh, I don't my good conduct medal or something like that. I didn't fuck up for an enlistment medal. Yeah, I I I didn't get caught. Um. Doing stupid shit, uh, achieve. And I've got, I've got uh, one. I've got one good conduct ribbon from the United States Army, and the whole time I served in the Guard, the Reserves, and active duty. Yeah, that's you probably need some oak leaves on that friggin' thing. Well, technically, um, you're supposed to get one every three to four years if you don't screw. Yeah, I think it's three, which was weird because it doesn't match up with enlistments, but whatever. Well, they, I think they do that by, like, they give you a ribbon one year before you're enlisting, and they're like, hey, here's a ribbon. Want to sign up? Here's a T-shirt, too. Yeah. Oh, and a pen and maybe a backpack. I got a duffel bag one time that was embroidered. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> I still have my U.S. Army uh DCU backpack that I got when I was enlisting. And um, see, I got out in 2000, right before all the, you know, boogaloo shit started. 
No, they they went through uniforms so fucking fast it was fucking stupid. Well, and I well, um, I'm glad I got out before I had to wear that fucking stupid ass black beret. Yeah, everybody hated that shit, and everybody to get away with it would wear their garrison cap yet. So oh, I know I'd have gotten away with it. I'd have gotten in trouble, but I'd have never wore a fucking beret. I didn't earn. Well, as I was wearing my garrison cap uh, in the Air Force. And we were supposed to be wearing these stupid ass uh, unit ball caps. Oh, and oh, dude, it was the dumbest. Oh my god, don't even get me in, back into that. It was they were literally baseball caps with their little unit crest or whatever on them. They went on post some t-shirt place and had them done. I yeah, basically. And I was like, I want to wear my garrison cap. You know, actually you know, military gear, you know, back when there was BDUs and, you know, there was BDUs and DCUs. Uh, uniforms were pretty simple. Exactly. And I just wanted to wear my BDU cap and because I liked it. And they were like, no, you have to wear the unit baseball cap. And I'm like, all right, you want to wear a baseball cap? I'm going to wear like a baseball cap. So I had that some bitch stuff right down over my eyes. You know, I saluted about where my freaking cheekbone is. You know, the corner of the cap. You know, that's where it was. I had that. I was like, you want me to wear a baseball cap? I won't wear a baseball cap. I won't wear a baseball cap. How you wear a baseball cap? Screw you guys. Smash the shit out of the freaking visor. Just had a freaking blast with it. Well, and um, when when I went to Kuwait the first time, they gave us the boonie caps, right? Oh, I love those bitches. Oh, I love them. They never let us wear it. The only time I got to wear my boonie cap was when we got released from active duty in my reserve unit, and we went through a parade. But the whole time we were deployed, we never got to wear the sons of bitches. They keep the freaking sun off your freaking ears and neck. Exactly, but nope, can't wear it. Got to have the Kevlar on. And if you have to salute when you shouldn't be saluting in a combat zone. If you've got a Kevlar on, you should not be saluting, period. Well, no, even with a boonie cap. If you're in a combat zone, we were taught not to salute. And there were some lieutenants that were all like, why aren't you saluting me? And I'm like, because I like um, you. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, like, I don't want you freaking shot in the head. Um, I'm going to see pink mist explode in front of me. (laughs) There may or may not be snipers around. And this is the thing that a lot of people don't know. And I was telling my freaking kid this. He had to look it up. Um, I'm like, our maps have these cute little lines all over the globe. Um, They seriously depict, you know, borders. When you go overseas... Uh, most of those lines aren't there. They'll have names on it. Like, this is Qatar. This is Oman. This is Yemen. A lot of the lines aren't fucking there. Yeah, you don't see a line in the middle of the desert that says, this side's good, this yeah. side's bad. And they don't give a shit. They, there's a place, and I, like, I wish I was kidding right now, there's a place uh, between Saudi Arabia, Yemen, and freaking Oman. If somehow 
you could trick anybody. Like if you could, if you could convince somehow the president to land there, you could shoot him straight in the straight straight in the face, and nobody can charge you with shit. Because nobody, the most important man on the planet, you could shoot him in cold blood, and ain't nobody can do a damn thing about it. Well, like um, when I was in Korea for both tours, there were um, shootings between North and South across the DMZ, and it never makes news. Oh, that happens all the time, and it never makes the news. I came home and was like, "No, never gets." I was like, "Hey, I was there for the 50th anniversary of the." Um, armistice. Oh, that was an interesting freaking year. I bet. <clears throat> 2003, 50th year of the armistice. Dude, there was a record number of shootings over the DMZ. You think it made the freaking news exactly once? No, it didn't. My buddy was sitting there in freaking one of the watch houses with his, his uh, Korean counterpart. And they heard bullets thunk into the side of their freaking watch house. Americans aren't allowed to shoot, return fire. Koreans are. He was giving him his freaking magazines. Like, keep shooting. I think it was 94, 95 when I was there. Um, Kim Il-sung Sr. passed away. And his son had... Oh, yeah, they freaked the fuck out of that. His son had promised to bury him in Seoul, South Korea. And so we were on full fucking alert, you know, full mags, battle rattle, all of that, lockdown, blah, blah, blah. And a buddy of mine was up at the border. I think it's Camp Greaves is uh, the name where they got all of the, you know, guards. I think it was closed now. Um, damn. But um, he was like, yeah, bud, we were catching rounds coming in from the north fucking two fucking weeks damn near. Oh, yeah, no, no, they, 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 on occasion, they'll freak the fuck out, you know, uh, but it never gets reported unless you know somebody over there. You never hear about the fucking shit. Well, like when I was there, they um, sent them spies and them little two man subs across the border. And um, we spent about two fucking weeks trying to look for fucking North Koreans. It's like, how do you tell a North Korean from a South Korean? You can't. Well, South Koreans can. It's a it, it's a very very slightly different dialect. Oh yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Um, to, to 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 us over there, we're running around South Korea with millions of Koreans, and we're you should have had a every single every single freaking unit that was doing that should have had a Katusa with them. That's all there is to it. Man, don't get me started on Katusas. They were worthless as shit, in my opinion. <laughs> Well, they were rich kids that exactly. had to do their freaking time. It's but like Bush Jr. who had his daddy put him in the Louisiana National Guard for the Vietnam War. You know, the Viet Cong never invaded Louisiana. Yeah. That's neither here nor there, but well, it's the same it's the same basic concept. But if you were gonna if you were gonna tell a freaking North Korean from South South Korean it's going to be by dialect, and the only some bitch is going to freaking pick that up is a fluent Korean language expert, aka Katusa. Funny side note on that: um, I uh, we were down in Seoul one time, and I got lost. Imagine that. 
And I asked a Korean, I'm like, hey, have you seen any of, you know, an American that looks like this? And the Korean guy looks at me, he goes, all you white people look the same. Uh I was like, oh, my God, I just realized what it's like when I tell somebody that they look Japanese and they're Chinese or Korean or Filipino or Thailandese, you know. Well, you spend enough time, like, after I got out of Korea, I I could tell the difference between... Japanese, Chinese, and Korean. Those the big three I can, but it's those other ones, you know, Vietnamese and Laotians and Filipino and Thailand. That you know, uh, I think they can tell each other apart. But oh, yeah, for the rest of us, well, all us white people look the same. Well, you exactly, know, exactly. All us white people look the same. It's like saying somebody's Mexican and they're like, "I'm from Spain." Oh, my bad. You look Mexican to me. Oh Jesus! You know, oh maybe I should say, oh Jesus. Um, yeah, no, no, the, you know, I really don't want to get into that. Well, no, I mean, we're, we're just, it, it it didn't dawn on me until that person said, "All you Americans look the same," and I was like, "Wait a minute, I can tell somebody from Iowa, from California, from New York, from Mississippi." but they can't. And I was like, I totally get it now because I can't tell somebody from South- what you're familiar with. Well, yeah, I can't tell somebody from South Korea, from Japan, from China, you know, you're all Asians to me. Well, uh, and, and unless you're there for an extended period of time and paying attention, then it becomes somewhat obvious, but you get into, you know, between Thais and Vietnamese and Laotians and shit like that. They're, they they kind of kind of blend all in. I don't know. Yeah, and but but like I was saying, it. <clears throat> well, they, I mean, they'll stick out from a lot of you know, like Korean. You know, I'm not saying uh, this isn't a general general blanket statement but most of your koreans and japanese tend to be lighter skin and then you're dealing with the difference in the epicanthic fold and crap like that but um once you get into south asia they tend to be darker skin and then china is a complete mishmash of bullshit you got darker skin people you got lighter skin people um, you got, um, the, uh, well, not, um, specifically the Muslim Uyghurs, but you have, you know, people with Russian influence, son of a, I mean, how you get into Kazakhstan and half of those freaking people look Asian and, Technically, they're not Asian. It just gets to, it, it, that part of the world gets to be a little. Uh, you just can't assume shit. You assume shit, and you're going to get in trouble. Uh, well, yeah, because like, um, and and not not. Specifying Asia, you can go to Europe 
and you see somebody you think looks German and they're like, I'm Finnish, I'm Denmark, I'm Swedish, you know? Well, but, that's just where my, assumption comes into. Well, and like I said, my, it becomes a problem. That was a learning point in my life when a Korean looked at me and was like, all you Americans look the same to us. And I was just like, oh, I now know what it feels like. You know? And just shout out to all my freaking European buddies <laughs> and Australian cunts. Americans look prettier. I don't know. There's some... There's... I. It, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that one. No, that was that was specifically towards Gammon. So. The digger from down under. Uh-huh. Man, whenever he calls me, he and we used to talk. I needed a Aussie to English translation book because half the stuff I oh, he's they're still in English, but they use some fucked up words. Oh, and they shorten stuff up and make stuff. I swear they make up words. I, I'm not. I'm still. I, I think they almost words. have to at this point. But I'd have to have to repeat it's, it or be like, look, I need a definition. What are you talking about? You know? Oh, we call that a this here. And he's like, why do you call it that? I'm like, because that's what it is. <laughs> some of it is common sense. Some of it is just retorted. Um, you got to, like, I watch, um, what's it? The Aussie, Aussie guy, I forget what the hell. When he does his commentaries on stuff? Yeah, whatever. I forget what the, the dude's name is. Yeah, I've um, seen a couple of those, and those are just like, I have to back up and rewind and like listen to it real close and go, oh, that's what the fucking bugger meant. Yeah, I forget what it was. It's something like Aussie guy or something like that. Um, that does that type of crap um but it, and then he's what the what the hell do they call that uh his type of speech it's like he's supposed to be like a redneck Aussie. It, well it's similar to like um, you have you know the british and how they speak and then you have south london cockney which they're still pretty- dude. You can go twenty miles in any direction in freaking England and find a different freaking accent. Exactly the same down there in Aussie. You know, I had an Aussie teacher um, in South Korea. I was hanging out in uh, uh, I forget what district, Sinchon. Um, Aussie teacher, Aussie English teacher. <laughs> for Koreans. Uh, I had convinced him that I was from uh, South Canberra. Where the hell did because, you pull that out from? Well, he was like, I don't recognize your accent. You're Aussie, but well, I, was, I was just fucking with the guy. Ah, okay. And yeah, I I watched a couple of you know um, uh, Crocodile Dundee movies recently or something like that. And so 
I was basing my accent off of that, and I convinced this dude that I was from Australia. And after a couple of hours, I was like, dude, I'm I'm not even from Australia. Like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> so. We used to, um, like on four-day weekends, uh, where I was at in Korea, we'd take the bus ride to go down to Seoul and spend it uh, with our friends. In the, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. You, you had to know where where to party in Seoul. Well, we went to um, the embassy clubs because, you know, in Seoul, you have all the embassies right around, and there's a couple of clubs it, yeah. the workers go to. So, like, you'd go into a club and you'd see New Zealanders, you'd see Aussies, Swiss girls, German people, um, you know, all kinds of people in the club, and it was just like, just keep talking to me. I'll buy you drinks. Just keep talking to me. Yeah. Well, it was, I mean, for the most part, it's kind of was what it was like. Uh, we stayed out way after freaking curfew. <laughs> and, that, curfew? Um, that was just a, that was like a suggestion. <laughs> well, in Seoul, um, now in Osan, oh, hell no. Um, you did not want to get a, if you got caught after uh, my my one of my troops was Korean. Um, he was adopted by an American family during the military, but he was full blood Korean. He'd stay out after freaking curfew and just stick with Koreans. He didn't speak. He spoke less Korean than I did. <laughs> and but he'd have dudes cover for him, um, and he'd stay out after curfew, no problem because. Uh, hello, Korean. Well, we got told when I got to my uh, <laughs> camp house, we got told, look, gates close at 11. If you ain't back by then, find a place to spend the night and be back for morning formation. <laughs> nice. Then, like Camp Casey, we found the... Uh, yeah. We, oh, yeah. Well, we found a hole in the fence line. So if you wanted to go back on post, you just snuck through the chain link. And if not, then you just, like, I stayed in the bar that I was at over there. I don't know how many times I'd wake up in the morning, like on Sunday morning, and I'm still sitting in the same fucking booth that I'd been drunk the night before. Yeah. Well, that was down in... Um... They didn't do it so much in Osan, but when I got out of uh, Osan, it was, uh, what's the name of that fucking town? Doesn't matter. Um, basically, when you went into a club, you rented the table for the night. And people would be past the fuck Koreans would be past the fuck out. Oh, yeah. And they let them sleep in the fucking bar all night. Kind of like um, IHOP or Denny's back here. <laughs> well, I forget what the Korean version of IHOP was, but um, no, it was they just you like you bought, like I forget what the fuck was the name of that town. It was a nice town. We had a mag down there. Wow. Um, I've, I've, and... I actually, I'm probably one of the few people that visited every 
army installation in South Korea. In a year, one year, I went to the Western Corridor, Eastern Corridor, all the way down to 8th Army, every army base in Korea. Cheju Island I even went to, bro. Oh, no shit. That's their Hawaii. That's their, yeah, they were asking me, like, oh, did you just get married? I'm like, no. Are you having a family reunion? Nope. Just coming to check out the sites. And then the Koreans would look at me like, what? Yeah, Cheju. They changed the name of that while I was there. Oh, it's a beautiful they changed island, bro. Oh, my God. It was. I never, I didn't, I didn't do a lot of traveling. I went down to, um, Mm, oh wait, what's is that you? Oh, I'm not in it anymore. Well, um, um, I went down to freaking uh Pusan with a freaking half gallon of uh Jack Daniels, and I got put up in a freaking hotel, got the drink free all fucking weekend. Um, because I brought a half bottle of Jack Daniels to a bar. And sold it to Oh, him. yeah. Oh, fuck. I used to do fucking, yeah, the, the handles, the Texas fifths, the half gallons, whatever you want to yeah. call them. Um, I'd take, like, Jim Beam. That was my nickname the first time I was in Korea was Jim Beam. But um, I'd take them into the bar and set them up. And whenever anybody would get, like, a whiskey and anything else, I'd get a drink. Oh, dude, they just took care of me. I was, and once I learned, like, that was probably the worst thing I ever freaking did was <clears throat> they were like, they told me about the black market thing with, with uh, whiskey, and I was like, uh, yeah, you probably shouldn't have told me about it's that. It's not black market if you're getting a benefit from it, kind of, sort of, you know. Well, we had the, the, you might, you should have had it too. The, uh, what do you call them? The, the ration uh, cards where you're only supposed to buy so much. Ration cards, yeah. yeah. We used to pay the guys. Wait, wait, freaking, we had ration cards in freaking Holland. Well, we used to and pay I was the kids. Like, Are you fucking kidding me right now? We used to pay the kids that didn't drink and be like, "Here, go get us a bottle of this. Use your card because ours would be maxed out at like halfway through the month." Yeah, no, no. I had troops that didn't drink, and I'm like, "Give me your ration card." Yeah. Um. But um. So anyway, back to um. I went to Chejudo when they still had a rappelling school, mountaineering school down there. And then about a month later, I um, took in-country leave and went back to visit there. And I literally took planes, trains, and automobiles in Korea. I took a ferry boat. I took a plane. I took another boat. I took trains, all three types of their Korean trains, the fast, the slow, the, you know, all. it was a. Oh, yeah. No, I was on. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, the metros, the, the regular trains, like basically. Korean Amtrak and the bullet trains. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, yeah, that's what, that's what, that's what took me to freaking Busan was, uh, the fucking bullet train. Well, when I, when, and I'm like, holy fuck, are we moving? Oh, yeah. When I went back on active duty in 94, there was, um, 75 of us that were getting shipped over to Korea. One of the guys was an MP. He got sent down to Kunsan at, um, with the MPs with eighth army. And so when I took leave... Yeah, Kuhn-san is a... That's an Air Force base. Is it really? That's a wolf pack. My bad. Yeah. Okay, well, there was one close to there, dude. Um, fuck. 
Tegu. They're they're Tegu. like it, next door to freaking Busan. It was Tegu. We were way south. Oh, Tegu is the fucking place I was thinking of where you rent a table. Yes, Tegu with Eighth Army. I walked down. Oh, motherfucker, that is a place to fucking be. Oh, bro, I had some parties off post Tegu. Yes, I, I totally. Oh, that is the fucking place to be. Well, what's funny is we have a mag. The, the Air Force has a mag down there. There isn't any more Army bases anywhere near there anymore. Oh, bummer. That was a fun place. Yeah, Tegu is fucking awesome. That's the fucking place I was talking about. Yeah. He was 8th Army MP down there in Tegu. And I was like... Well, it, it cost like about 100 bucks to get into the fucking club. You know, get your table. They gave you basically like a fruit bowl and food. And your first round of drinks. And then after that, you were you were paying regular rates for drinks. Yeah. But it was like a hundred bucks to get in. They gave you a little bit of shit, and but that was your table for the night. Like anybody else sat down at your fucking table, you didn't want there. Fucking bouncer or drag them out of the fucking place by their fucking head. But there was guys passed the fucking dog shit out at ten thirty a fucking night at their fucking table. They could sleep there until you know morning when they started fucking cleaning. Yeah, but um, uh, he was MP down in Tegu. I was uh, 2ID up at Camp Out. <coughs> and the first time I had to go down there, we had a cannibalization point down there where it was a big junkyard. If you needed parts, you went in and took them off. Yeah. Well, I was like, look, I know somebody down there. I can get good stuff, but I get, you know, I'm going to be gone from, you know, Friday morning until Monday afternoon. And he's like, okay, my NCO signed my leave. Off I drove down to Tegu get there and he's telling people that I'm like a forward um, inspector for a general's visit coming up. So I got all these officers. Oh, I got all these higher NCOs trying to fucking butter me up and shit. And I'm sitting at the club on post going, what the hell did you do? You know? Yeah. Well, hell, that was a good, that was a good cover story. Oh, uh, motherfucker was, was hooking you to fuck. Oh, up. we played that for the whole weekend. Yeah, no. Like, I, I I shot down an ice cream shop one time well, because uh, my buddy's wife was over. Well, what was funny? And she was a very attractive uh, South Asian uh, beauty. And I just played bodyguard. I had nothing better to do. I was really, really bored. You know how it goes in Korea. You just, sometimes you just get Oh, yeah. And so it's literally just them in the ice cream shop. I forget what the hell she was even doing. But I was sitting outside and I was refusing people entry. And they were like, why? And I'm like, that's a famous Thai uh, pop singer, you know, and I'm personal protection. You can't go in there. And they were like, oh. And so they leave and they come back and then like, um, like there's like 20 people standing outside of the place when they finally come out and they're all taking pictures. And it was just, a, she was like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, I'll tell you later. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, my first roommate I had in Korea in 94, he was from a place in Texas called San Angelo, Texas. Right. 
Yeah, I know San Angelo. He was a fucking Texan. He had the black George Strait felt hat. He had the fucking cowboy belt that you had to loop over. He had a buckle. You know, he looked like Garth Brooks when we would go out. And we would play that up. We'd have Koreans coming up to us. And they're like, are you Mr. Brooks? And I'm like, no autographs, please. And, you know. Yeah. But he had to, no, I just it, it, he had to, I don't know, some of the shit we got away hilarious. with. Hilarious. Oh, Korea. Oh, yes. Korea is, uh, you know, I'm I'm sad that I never got to go to Europe in the military, but I'm not sad that I went to Korea twice because it was just an experience that it, oh, it's yeah. impossible. I wouldn't survive Korea again. That's all I can say. My liver wouldn't survive Korea again. No, no, no. I wouldn't survive fucking Korea. My liver would be fucking dead on arrival but um no i their korea was just holy shit dude you could almost you like, could literally almost get away with anything over in korea short of murder uh yeah i know and i'm not i'm not i mean i'll save one story for later uh a later conversation I think you already know about it, but uh, some of the shit I did in Korea. Oh, um, yeah, we we actually we watched an episode of Mash one time where the they put a dude um, on a plane and sent him from Japan over to a frontline unit, which happened to be the four hundred double seventh, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we did the opposite. We got a guy drunk so bad one night, and we were like, "Well, what do we do with him?" And somebody knew somebody that knew somebody and knew a Mac flight. And so we put him on a Mac flight and on Saturday morning, he landed in uh, Japan and he was supposed to have a formation Monday morning and he had no idea how to get back. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) You can't get away with that in the States. Oh, Korea was, oh my God, man. The the shit we got away with, the shit we shouldn't have done, the shit we did. The, oh my God. Korea was like beyond the wild, wild west. Oh, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> That's the only explanation. Oh, Jesus shit. Like just. Oh my God! The shit we did. We used to do just um, uh, the the Silver Star Club that I went to in Casey, um, right outside Tongshan. Right there was a bar, and we were the you know club members, Silver Star Outlaws, whatever. And we yeah, that's I remember you. Yeah, you, you told me we that. would dare each other, and we would go streaking across the basically a five lane highway, naked, touch the fence, and run back. You know, you can't do that. Yeah, that that sounds like Korea-like activities, just because you were that bored. Yeah, we did. Well, we used to run on the fucking tiles or the roofs. You know how the Koreans would add onto their house and put a fucking crappy roof? We'd run across the fucking roofs. Well, it was like a... Kind of like Spanish tile. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, every now and then you'd hit one place that wasn't quite secured. Boof, you're in the living room of a Korean family. It's like... How you doing? <laughs> bye bye. Oh, we never did that. Oh man, but uh, <laughs> I fell through. The family was just sitting down to dinner, 
and I fell through and landed well, on the you were there, If you were there earlier than the 90s, it was still some limited-ass uh, technology over there. Oh, yeah. Well, I was there 94, 95, and then 99 to 2000. If somebody was when I was over there in 2000 and 2002, 2003, um, they were like, oh, 50 years ago, this was a freaking third world country. And I'm like, no fucking way. And then I started checking shit out. And hey, sure enough, it's the guess what? country, depending on where you go. No, well, I was over there. We had a UN delegation coming in uh, to if you, have a. Uh, if you go up by the DMZ for South Korea, right by there, it looks like a third world country. But you go down to Taegu, way in South Korea, and it looks totally like a fucking American city. Seoul, Seoul was a super city. Exactly. Oh, it's fucking. They're a technological fucking superpower um a leading world economic powerhouse and the UN wanted to come over there to do a fact finding mission on how this came about and what it comes down to is the US put billions upon billions of dollars into their infrastructure to make them that way. Yeah, well, if that's and the U, that, that was a that was to the UN that was like, uh, how'd they do this? How'd they become an economic superpower in only fifty years? Because we paid them. Because we did it, and the that was like they couldn't figure that shit out. I'm like, and people were like, I couldn't believe that shit. They were like. You, that highway you just freaking sped down on your stupid little um, scooter, that was a dirt road 25 years ago. And I'm like, bullshit. Oh, no. And there was people were showing me pictures, and I'm like, there's no fucking way. They built all this shit in a couple of fucking decades? Because they don't have code. They just fucking do it. No, no, no. They, they do. <clears throat> Dude, the weirdest thing I ever fucking did was me and my buddy, I think this is Sinchon. I've been he went in, got a, we got, I mean, shit-faced motherfucking drunk. And uh, we, he rented a hotel room and was like, nobody else is staying with me. Just one bed, kind of a place, and I pulled one of the blankets off the freaking bed, slept on the floor. It was a heated floor. Oh yeah, but they're. I sweated my ass off. But their rooms are like fucking half the size of here. You know, they give you those little complimentary whatever fucking <laughs> slippers that don't fit nobody but a midget. Well, yeah, and that's all still true, at least up till 2003. But it was a heated floor. Nobody, I had never heard of such a thing as a heated floor until I slept on one. And I was like, holy shit. 
Like, I seriously sweated my asshole. Well, like 94, when I first went over the internet, don't forget Windows 94, the big one, right? And Koreans were going nuts with technology. Like over here in the States, we still had bag phones and brick phones. Over in Korea, they had flip phones with power antennas that raised up and lowered so you didn't have to pull your little cell phone antenna out. Oh, when I was over there, they had, um, that was the, the sort of uh, camera phones. Right. And two years, the U.S. hadn't even heard of that yeah, shit. Yeah, two years, three years later, the United States gets camera phones. They've been going to Korea forever. Yeah. Yep. Now, they were, I was like, uh, camera, who needs a camera on their phone? It's a phone. Now, oh my God. Jesus God, try to buy a phone without a camera on. My mom and dad both still have flip phones. I like I I like the flip phone. My dad doesn't take pictures with his. He doesn't want to use the camera on it. My mom doesn't know how to. I'm like, it's a flip phone, mom. I can figure out a smartphone and a tablet. You can figure this out. Well, I told you my my, my dad finally got a tower that he found online somewhere that has Windows Seven. Windows Seven. Nice. Windows Seven. I'd I'd rather have Windows Seven than Windows fucking Ten. Yeah, exactly. We're, they're, they're like on Windows 10.9 now, getting ready to go to like Windows 12 or some shit. He wanted Windows 7. I'm like, you realize that's going to cause you problems on the internet, Dad, because they're at Windows 10 speed and your computer's only at Windows 7 speed. Eh, no matters. It's more secure. Well, yeah, but, y y you know, the all of the coding and all of the internet stuff, it's... The internet's used to Windows 10. And when you're, that's like uh, a four cylinder compared to a v, big V8. You know, Windows. No, it isn't. The, the, no, 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 no. Not technologically wise. Um, the, the difference in that is, is way more secure. Well, I'll, I'll, There's I'll, I'll, Windows 7, they figured out, well, Windows 7 actually kind of sucks ass. But I tried to tell him that, yeah. He's still using a um, computer and a tower instead of a laptop or a tablet. Well, there's the thing. Like, there's still government servers that are running um, binary. Well, not quite. But, it's but quite. old technology and there's new technology out there and they haven't updated them yet. You know, they're still you could, you could, you could run some old ass. Uh, okay. Well, in, in my mind, it's like this. It's like, if you've got a PS three and you're trying to play to what a PS four world is now, you're going to have a lot of lag. You know what I'm saying? Well, lag is one thing, but it's way more secure. It, it's it's more tested programming, right? But there are U.S. servers running some uh, old ass programming that you could like uh, a modern computer couldn't even comprehend it. Like it, they're completely incompatible. And for the most part, they can 
acknowledge each other, but they can't interact with each other. And my kid is like, why do you still have this old ass computer? And I'm like, because it's the most secure, one of the most secure machines on the fucking planet. And I don't want to freaking have to do everything I did on a new machine. Um, it's just, it's not worth it. it. I'm not, you know, it, no, <laughs> I, I'm going <clears throat> my machine can integrate <clears throat> with way older machines. I forget what, what point he was trying to make to tell you the truth, but I was like, uh, my computer can do it. He was like, ah, you know, that's because it's old. And I'm like, old doesn't mean useless. Well, yeah, exactly. Some, it, it, yeah. Have you been seeing all these idiots standing up brooms and stuff on Facebook? Or oh, standing up brooms. Yeah, there's no, I can't people. say I've seen that. I've seen about nine pictures so far on Facebook today where people have put a broom up like in the middle of a room and it's standing up by themselves. Somebody just put one of them like, oh, you guys are doing brooms. I did an egg. I'm like, it's not the Equinox or um, whatever that you can do that thing with. You know, it's not that time of year. Uh, you just took such a hard right turn. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. I was just scrolling through on my Facebook on my tablet instead of the phone and seeing pictures of people doing brooms and eggs standing up. Okay. Um, by themselves, like, you know, the egg standing up ovals, you know, and then other pictures have people where their brooms are just like in the middle of a room and it's nothing holding it up. Just it's there. Okay. I just was wondering if you had seen any of those pictures. No, not thus far. No. Well, probably be prepared for it. <laughs> Okay, all of a sudden, this is a thing, apparently. Okay. The new cool. Facebook deal. Everybody's got to, oh, post this. Uh, no, I don't. My broom is uh, laying against the wall. My broom uh, is waiting, gravity. Waiting to sweep off the porch the next time that it snows. Um uh, I'm uh, speaking of snow. I'm pissed off at Mother Nature this winter. For here in Iowa, we had a crappy winter, dude. We had about maybe two good snowfalls. It ain't done yet, man. It's only February. Well, like yeah, this yeah. is supposed to be. This should be an awesome week for syrup season. Uh, but uh, we get it gets too warm too long. Or it freezes too freaking long, we're shadow luck. Well, yeah, but you're out there in Pennsylvania where you guys got different, um, you know, weather factors. You got hills. Everything that moves through you comes towards our way. Yeah, but we're flatlanders here, dude. The biggest thing we've got is like effigy mounds, okay? <laughs> Those are man-made. No, no, I understand that. But anything, any weather system that moves through the Midwest 
uh, is moving west to east. We are east of you. Oh, yeah, I know. Now, it depends on what the Appalachian Mountains do um, to where exactly it gets distributed uh, to. And even local weather systems, they either go north or south of us. Um, yeah, I-80 seems to be a real breaker of uh, where weather systems go. But we, I mean, besides the temperatures, uh, they were calling, uh, Thursday night, they were calling for eight inches of snow. Forty-eight inches of snow. We got two. And then last night, they were calling for freezing temperatures and hellacious freaking winter conditions. Um, it's like 40, and it didn't even rain. Oh, here's the funny thing, right? We, <laughs> you both live, and I, I don't know about you, but I grew up in Iowa. I learned how to drive in winter, you mm -hmm. know, and it never fails. You get two inches of snow, and you'll have like 46 accidents reported. Well, uh, that's Flatlanders, man. Um, well, no, well, but. Yeah, us Flatlanders get snow, and if you know, it's like, what are you a freaking tourist? Well, it snows every year in Iowa. You should know how to we, drive in it by now. You would think. I mean, hell, I learned to drive in a freaking snow by going to a Kmart parking lot. Eggs. I was just going to say that same thing. My dad took me out, and he was like, we were in a a, a, a mall, which is a you know thing of the past almost. But we were in a mall parking lot, and there's like, you know, three football fields of open stuff. And he's like, drive. And I just started driving. It'd slide one way. I'd spin the other way and, you know, learned how to drive. Then start doing donuts in the snow yeah. and have a blast. Well, you got to do donuts. You have to fucking do donuts. But in honestly, God, doing a donut probably teaches you how to drive better than you know hey just keep it away from the light poles <laughs> yeah but yeah dad, you know dad just said hey go nuts and figure it out he was sitting in the passenger seat yeah. he's like nope you want and to you sit it? there and you figure it the fuck out well and he was like let off the gas okay turn it this way all right now try it yourself i ain't gonna tell you and i'm like oh whoa whoa you know Oh, yeah, and you freaking slide and you freaking do some stupid shit and you eventually figure shit out. Yeah. That was it. It was, and that's the best way that anybody can learn is hey, figure this shit out for yourself. You know, as soon as you get a little too close to a light pole, but, but, um, but it seems like, you know, I may take over, but. Or grab the wheel uh, and yank it this way. Yeah. <laughs> But it seems like every year in all of the states that get snow, like the first time the snow hits, about fucking 12 hours later, there's just tons of idiots that are like, I forgot how to drive. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, don't even get me started. When Z was a newborn, uh, it snowed for like the first time in 12 years in Abilene. And it was, it was the funniest shit I'd, I'd almost ever fucking seen. And he needed like diapers and formula. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go to Walmart. 
And my wife, uh, you know, basically raised in Texas, was like, you can't drive in this weather. I'm like, <laughs> right, lady, I was raised in Pennsylvania. I ain't from Texas. This is like, okay, there's a whole like half inch of snow on the ground. So I'm driving down a freaking road, you know, uh, carefully, cautiously. I got people in four wheel drives because like everybody drives a truck in freaking Texas, except none of them know how to fucking drive. I think it's the law. Some, yeah. To tangent all of this for two seconds, I picked my buddy up from DFW Airport, and we weren't on the road five fucking minutes. And he's like, "You know, you're like the only car on the road. Everybody else has a truck." And I'm like, "Uh huh." I don't want to tell you. Well, and don't forget, back when me and you learned how to drive, there were still. Rear wheel drive cars. Yeah, I only trust rear wheel drive cars. And so, like, you know, yeah, you get on the snow a little bit and you hit the gas, you slide sideways a little, you're like, woohoo, front wheel drive cars don't do that. Yeah, the same things that are steering you are driving you. That I I just I still to this day think that that's one of the most dangerous fucking ideas on the fucking planet. I'm not a fan. But, I do like the weight distribution, but uh, no. It's all in the front. There's no ass. There's no weight in your ass. Well, yeah, and you can't do a good donut in a fucking front-wheel drive vehicle. Oh, yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, you, you just don't know how to. Go backwards. No, 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 no. Just hit the freaking emergency brake. Well, that's cheating, though. Well, in slippery conditions, doesn't matter. <clears throat> but anyway, no, so I'm driving to the Walmart to get formula and diapers. And this dickhead in a freaking truck, I'm doing, you know, hey, roads are snow covered, untreated. Um, you know, you don't want to be doing the speed line. This guy's speeding. And I'm like, have fun in a ditch, dickhead. So it wasn't another block. This guy slides off the freaking road into the freaking ditch. And I'm just putting along, doing my thing. Well, he has time to get out of his truck and wave at me for assistance. And I just waved at him. I'm like, okay, listen, I'm driving a front wheel drive. Uh, piece of shit. I ain't pulling your stupid ass out, even if I wanted to. I don't have a chain. I don't have none. You have four wheel drive, or you should figure it out. Um, speaking of that, there. Um, I live like three, literally like three houses away from a bar. There's a guy that doesn't like parking on the street or in the parking lot. So he mows my yard there in the summer and he parks in the driveway whenever he goes to the bar. Mm -hmm. We had maybe, maybe two inches of snow. He's got this big four door Silverado four wheel drive sport package Chevy and got stuck in my driveway. 
My driveway is maybe, fuck, 20 foot long. And it's two inches of snow. I'm like, bro. Oh, that's just pure talent. I'm like, bro, you need to fucking sell that truck if you can't drive it. If you get stuck over two inches of snow trying to come into my driveway, you know. That's just pure talent right there. Well, man. and then he's then I'm watching him because I was going on a beer stroll. He's pulling up and he's like, hey, do you mind if I park? I'm like, you know, you're good, bud. I don't care. And he gets stuck. He rolls the window down. He's like, got to put it into four-wheel drive. And I'm like, really? Are you really? Uh, yeah, I don't even want to tell you about that one. Yeah. Sadly, he's a non-vet, too. <laughs> hey, honest to God, you should be more resourceful than that, then. He, I, I, yeah, I just was watching him. Like, he made two attempts in two-wheel drive, and then he got his running boards hung up on a little bit of a snow pile, and that's when he figured out he should, you know, spin the knob to four-wheel drive. <laughs> I was like, whatever, bud. Go for it. Have a nice night. I'm going to get beer, you know. Yeah, some people. He also, um, this is funny side story. He uh, before he got this big, big rig pickup truck that he's got. It's a nice looking Chevy Silverado, not bad. But he doesn't know how to drive it. He before this, he had a brand new 2019 SS Camaro, maxed out. And he got a ticket doing 115 on the interstate here. And that's when he decided to sell it. Because he said he didn't realize he was going that fast. Now, there are some vehicles like my my um, 76 Cordoba. Uh, man, you can, be do, you can do 100 miles an hour in that freaking thing. And that's maxed out the the speedometer at that point. Well, this one it only goes to 100, mm -hmm. but there isn't a pin there to freaking keep it there. Yeah. It'll it'll wrap back up. Oh yeah, I broke my um, speedometer in my Monte Carlo, but this was in a 2019 Camaro in the highway that's around a major city for Iowa. And dude, there's some vehicles you can just do <coughs> if they're like okay. What? My uh, okay, stepmom's on the on the um, highway systems around here. He was passing cars left and right at that speed. It's not like he was out in the boondocks and in this Hicks and Sticks highway of Kansas. You know, he was like driving around a met met metropolis. Well, what time of night, though? It was in the I daytime. Mean... Oh yeah, yeah. You're probably going to be aware of. Hey, why is everybody going so slow? Why am I passing everybody um, on my left and my right? You know? Yeah, that's somewhat irresponsible. Like, my stepmom's, uh, she had a Nissan Maxima or Ultima, one of the two. It's a nice car. Oh, those are with like the shiftless, the shiftless transmission. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> uh, her and, my father were going to stay at this legion and have a couple more beers and 
we, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, make a long story short. Anyway, I drove her car home. And, dude, I was doing like 85 miles an hour in a 55 on a windy-ass country road. And I swear to God, I wasn't doing a freaking... Uh, uh, an inch over 45 mile an hour. Right, but... That car handled so well, it was retarded. Oh. And I looked down at the speedometer, I'm going, holy shit. And then I got on the interstate, and I was doing triple digits nonstop. But I got, I covered about 30 miles in about mm, a little over 15 minutes. But it wasn't like driving around the highways that encircled Des Moines or Chicago or L.A. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, probably not. No. Yeah, you were, like you said, you were on a country road. Then you got onto some, you know, open highways out there. Two laners just fucking blooming. But you still figured you were passing cars going, oh, they must be going slow. No, no, there wasn't. There wasn't anybody on a freaking road. Okay. Um, yeah, this guy daytime around. Oh, there would have there would have been a there would have been a problem. If there was somebody else on the road. If there would have been a serious problem. There was a deer. Um, I would have blasted the car and the animal apart. Oh yeah, but cars uh, like they do back in the day. You could hit a deer, pop the fender out, and fucking still keep on driving. Yep. Now they're totaled. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I haven't done that. Like, I hit a deer with my S10. Uh, this is a couple of years ago. And, and, sadly enough, like, I saw this son bitch from, like, a half mile away. Uh, and was slowing way down. Because when there's one deer, there's usually another one. Yep. Um, crossing the road. Slowed way to hell down. He was just off the road. As I was approaching, I didn't figure anything was going to be a problem at that point. And he decided to run back across the road all of a sudden, right into the front of my vehicle. Pop. Hit him at all of probably 20 miles an hour. He limped off the road. And I was like, eh, crap. Like, I got to go check. Turned around. He's there in a ditch fixing the die and was like, son of a bitch. Uh, hacked him in the freaking neck with a freaking machete and threw him in the back of the truck. Oh my God. Peter would have you in jail for that. Well, what are we going to do? Let the son of a bitch freaking suffer there and die? Would, but so then Mary gets on the phone and goes, uh, Mark just hit it there. All this other crap, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, like, so I'm like, tell them that, you know, we got a deer to process. So I'm like, the next call is to the freaking uh, game commission to say, hey, I had a deer. I'm collecting it. Uh, do you want information or, you know, like, do you want to, you know, what do you want to do? And they're like, no, it's cool. I'm like, all right, cool. 
So we get to dad's place. Um, I send uh, Mary, Rosie, and Z back to the house. Well, me and dad, you know, got and skin a deer. And that was that. Well, I don't know how many times, like you know? in high school growing up, somebody would give me a call and they're like, hey, man, I just hit a deer. You want to come over and help? Okay. Yeah. I want the ribs or the back straps, one of the two. I want a loin. I want at least a couple of loins out of that, the back strap. Yeah. Yeah. At least one of them, you know. So, or at least invited. Don't take both. At least invited but, to the yeah. fucking cookout. <laughs> yeah, but that's it just is what it is, you know. Um, but no, uh, you mentioned Pete of all things. Those assholes are out of fucking control. Did you hear how they don't want people to call their pets pets? No. Yeah. Pets is a derogatory term. So now they're companions. Um... There's still a pet. PETA is um, it's not they're not I'm not saying that they're not a companion. I'm sure you call Rupert the companion. Oh, he is, yeah, but he's still a pet. Yeah. Because you like is he feeding you? Exactly. I mean he may provide you with comfort and love and some weird feline form of affection <laughs> which is uh whenever they get it through their little peanut sized fucking brain uh to do something nice for you well i was watching other than i was watching the greg gutfield show the other night on fox right and you know tyrese that's on there. I don't know if you've ever watched it. He's the big ex wrestler that's no. now a Fox commentator. Anyway, he was like, look, here's the end of this. He goes, they're pets. He goes, I can call my dog shithead all day long. And as long as I explain it, like, come here, shithead. It's the way you. Oh, yeah. They're going to come with their tongue hanging out going, oh, my God, I'm getting paid attention to Because they don't know the English language. First time. They, they know. They know, they know the tone of your voice. Um, inflection. They know the tone of your voice and the inflection. Yeah. So that's it. You know, they don't give a rat's. At, well, no, no, and it's not that they don't understand any language because you go sit, they sit. You say lay, they lay. Um, they go, to a point, to a point. You know, but you know when the first time Rupert looks at me and goes, "I don't like being called meathead," or you know, meatloaf. Yeah. Then I'll start talking to him different. But until then, <laughs> he don't know. No. Well, I don't think it's the cats that don't understand. I think it's more or less that they don't give a shit. Oh, I'll give you that. The cats um, don't fucking care. No. The, 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 that old meme that's like, cats were wor once worshipped as gods. gods and, they and they've never fucking forgotten. Exactly. Them. 
Exactly. They're like, what the fuck do you want? Like, hey, listen, I shit in the fucking dirt. Um, you know, go clean that up for me. Yeah, well, like, that's, I'm, that's, I'm a, that's a cat's disposition. I'm an animal person. If I had the space and room to have a dog, I would. I just, I don't have it. It's not feasible for me to do it right now. The cats are assholes, period. Well, and I... I, I, I can I can relate to that. <laughs> I've known some very lovable cats. I've had some very memorable cats. Um, but cats are assholes. Uh, dogs, oh my God, you can kick the dog shit out of a fucking dog. Sad to say you can, and they'll come back and still love you. Oh, they just, they come right back going, hey, how are you doing? I missed you. And it's like, oh my god! Like, and if you kick the shit out of a dog, you probably don't deserve to fucking own a dog. Exactly. But I'm just saying, like, they're so forgiving. Like, they're they. If you want to understand uh, unconditional love, that's a dog. A cat. Mm, well, you can have a cat, or you can date a woman. It's pretty much the same outcome. Um, I'd rather have you know, to date a woman. It's, it's, yeah, easier, it's easier to have a cat than it is to have a relationship, in my mind. Cats don't boss you around that much, to tell you the truth, um, as far as that goes. I mean, they're like, hey, they'll meow like, incessantly um, about something, but it's usually an easy fix, like food. What I love uh, Water, clean my fucking shit box. You know, yeah, something like that. With a woman, they'll just meow incessantly, and you have no idea what the fuck it's about. Yeah. Hi, ladies. I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of single, uh, uh, looking for a great time. I just compared you to cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking though. I'm done. No, I'm not either. I figured I'm 51 this year, right? You're what? I'm 51 years old. Okay. If it hasn't happened by now, it's not. And I'm not looking for it. I'm perfectly okay with No, that's that was just having this conversation that I'm like, uh I'm totally like I don't know. Um, I'm perfectly. The relationship I'm in is in a very weird position. Um, and I don't know if it is or it isn't. And either way, I kind of don't give a shit. I thought you fixed that. Um, we're more or less broken up. But she still wants to be with me. And um, I don't know what to make of that. Um, especially because I haven't seen her in eight months. So I've made that a glaring. You got to drop load, drop the slang, cut whatever you call it in the Air Force, man. <laughs> well, I don't know, dude. Eight, eight um, months? <laughs> Dude, 
it is what it is. Um, and hey, more power to you if you can do that. I can't. I'd have been gone at like month four. Well, I'm not getting into okay. I, I got details. You. I got you. It is what it is, man. This is for public consumption. Yeah, I'm not getting into my personal. Gotcha. But um, uh, speaking on that, um, I'm about out of cigarettes, bro. We've been going for about an hour and a half. You think this is a good one for a first test run? Well, I already tested our experimental one, so. Yeah, yeah if you this one will actually call here. Maybe this one will actually be able to get shared on Facebook, and we can, you know, hear people's. It, it. Well, I don't know. I'll probably still have to figure out a whole bunch of bullshit to share it, but it has to be published and then uh, processed, and then I get a link and. For whatever reason, I can't share it to the page I want to share it to, but um, I don't think I can even share it to your fucking page, to tell you the truth. So if nothing else will be on my page. Well, if it's on your page, it can be shared from there as long as you, um, you make it a public thing. Uh, I'll see what I can Those do. Those three little dots on Facebook up in the right corner when you try to share. And you can set the privacy stuff. Oh, yeah. I forget. Oh, that might be the big hangout. That might be. That might be it, brother. Uh, figuring this shit out slow. Oh, trust me, dude. I'm like a 33-speed record in a fucking... <laughs> yeah, I understand what you're talking about. I'm not always the swiftest either, so... All right, brother. All right, brother. Um... <laughs> Don't have too much fun, man. Love you, bro. It was a good chat. Love well, you. Hopefully this works. All right. We'll see how it goes this time. Because now the podcast is apparently officially published or whatever. I don't know. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I figure shit out uh, eventually sometimes. All right, buddy. All right, brother. Love you. Love you.